ESPN's initial SP plus rankings are out for the next football season. And my first reaction, are we really going to do this again with Michigan and Ohio State? You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, you're tuned in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Nate Dickinson. Be sure to follow the show wherever it is you get your podcasts at Locked On Big Ten. One zero at the end, not T-E-N. On Facebook or on Twitter, sorry, Twitter and wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube too. I don't think we have a Facebook page. If we do, I need to get access to it. But anyway, follow us on the other stuff first. Let's get into the show today. Coming up on today's program, we're going to take a look at the latest SP Plus rankings from ESPN. The first ones for the next football season here in the fall. They combine a few different factors to try and rank teams. And Ohio State comes in ahead of Michigan. Now, SP Plus is just a number, but I do have to ask the question. Are we going to keep having the same conversation between who's better and who needs the respect between Ohio State and Michigan that we've always been having for the last two years? It seems like Michigan may have earned that advantage, but it may be another year of saying, well, Ohio State's better on paper. We'll get to that in just a second. Also, later on, got Big Ten basketball to go over. Nebraska gets a win. Wisconsin gets a win without making many shots in the later part of the second half. And, of course, a huge win for Penn State as they fight for their tournament lives. Also, Indiana and Northwestern facing off with two of the hottest teams in the Big Ten battling tonight. means we've got a whole lot to get into here on the program. Let's start, though, with the football stuff. The SP Plus rankings from ESPN, which, to be exactly sure, I'm not even sure what SP Plus stands for. But the point is, it's a rating put together by ESPN that is hopefully projecting the next college football season. So when you take a look at where everybody stands right now, where is it that the Big Ten teams fall? In this initial ranking which is factored in by three things. There's three things that go into making this ranking that they call SP+. It is one, returning production, two, recent recruiting, and three, recent history. Now, in just the rankings we have, it's Georgia number one, no surprise, and then the two Big Ten teams come in at number two and three, Ohio State two, and Michigan at number three. This is something where it's, I think, a little bit bigger than what the actual number is. Because I have a problem with what the number is saying, too, a little bit. Uh, if those are the three factors, returning production, recent recruiting, and recent history, I guess, I mean, obviously, Michigan has the advantage in the recent history side. Ohio State has to have the advantage in the recent recruiting side, just because they're a powerhouse when it comes to that. Michigan does perfectly well, too. And returning production, I mean, obviously, you could go either way, depending on where you're measuring things. So if you ask me, I think Michigan's earned that number two spot. Now, I can't just make the numbers say something different based on where exactly ESPN projects things. But the point is, we're setting ourselves up to just have this conversation again that I thought we were going to at least not be done having. It's never going to be done being had, the conversation between Ohio State and Michigan football. But at least give Michigan the respect that it has earned over the past two seasons. Because on paper, Ohio State may still very well be the better team. And when it comes out to these kind of rankings, maybe I don't exactly understand how Ohio State's on top, but 
you can't really argue with Ohio State 2, Michigan 3. But if you're a Michigan fan, of course, we've gone over plenty. I've been plenty trashing the idea that Michigan's actually better than Ohio State. I've been saying, on paper, this Ohio State team is just so dang good. It shouldn't happen twice in a row that they lose to Michigan. And it happened, and they got beat bad twice in a row, too. So I have myself in the, in the camp of Michigan's earned the respect. And Michigan, no matter what the recruiting classes say for Ohio State, at least for now, Michigan has the upper hand and has the advantage in my book. I think most of college football fandom would put them in the same kind of bucket, where it's Michigan, maybe not on paper the more talented team, but they've just proven it time in and time out against Ohio State and, by the way, against everybody else too. Not to mention, when you're talking about returning production, Michigan's got its quarterback coming back. So give Michigan the point there. When you're talking about recent history, give Michigan the point there too. It seems like to me this SP plus ranking, and I don't, again, know exactly what goes into it, how it gets calculated. But the point is, if it's either weighting something like recruiting too much or weighting things like just pure stats, which of course Ohio State blows just about everyone out of the water on as far as offensive stats at least with, then yeah. Ohio State could very well be the higher-ranked team on paper. But I'll tell you one thing. If the preseason polls come out, the preseason AP poll comes out, and Ohio State's ahead of Michigan there, then I don't know what to say. Because it seems pretty obvious right now that with Michigan having beaten Ohio State twice in a row and having its quarterback coming back while Ohio State has to get the next one ready, it seems like Michigan should have this edge. It seems like they've earned this edge. And I'm not saying they haven't in the eyes of the public. But I'm just really, really, I guess, a little tired of having the conversa conversation of, okay, well, is it just because Ohio State's better on paper that we think they might be the better team? Or is it because of what we see on the field with Michigan that we rank Michigan higher? I'm tired of having the conversation. Michigan's won the game the last two years. How long will it take for a Michigan team to definitively step over Ohio State in the public perception? Because right now it's still split, at least in my eyes, because of the numbers like this that come out. Because in the advanced metrics, Ohio State has an outstanding recruiting class and always has incredible, talented, stat-stuffing players all over the field. There's always going to be numbers that say Ohio State's the better football team. Because Ohio State plays the kind of football that puts up the big numbers and gets the kind of recruits that puts them at the top of the country. And Michigan while maybe just a small step behind, has always been a small step behind in the recruiting side of it. But they, they've turned it around in every other way in a way that I thought we might at least be able to look at the advanced numbers and say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't be putting so much weight on these now, especially at least with these two teams. Because they're going to play each other every time. And it's just one of those things where I'm not sure what to do and how to get an Ohio State team beaten before you actually go out on the field and beat them. Because right now it seems like Michigan fans are just kind of out of luck. And there can't if I'm a Michigan fan, I'm thinking, what do we have to do to get the advanced numbers to line up with what we've been doing on the field? Because that seems like the only thing that is denying Michigan of its respect. The fact that on the paper, when you put all these things into weird formulas, there's something always that has Ohio State a little bit better. 
And Michigan's looking at it just like, they're not, though. We proved it. By the way, Penn State, number five on that list. Look out for the Nittany Lions. We'll see what they can do as they get into the fall. Maybe something that we're kind of underestimating, the idea that Penn State could actually compete in that Big Ten football season in the fall. Or maybe it's just me. We're going to get into more here on Locked On Big Ten in just a minute. But before we do, it's the midway point of the NBA season and the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, safe, secure, easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes made as well, specifics to, of course, the bets that you know and love that have been making forever. You've got Big Ten basketball on the slate. We're going to get into Northwestern Indiana in a minute. I'll have for you my takes on that game. Everything else you need to know we'll have for you right here on Locked on Big Ten as far as lines, and when you hear a line, it's coming from the FanDuel Sportsbook. So you can bet alongside us. Fadus went one and one yesterday. We'll have it for you all here on Locked On. Also, be sure to check in with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Everything that you need to know about what's going on in college basketball, all in one place, all of the time, of course, just like you like it here on Locked On. We'll have it for you every single weekday over with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, Locked On College Basketball on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's dive into what's going on with Big Ten basketball. Uh, of course, pretty quiet and not really big movements made in the bracketology side of things with not really a whole lot of Big Ten action going on on Monday. Uh, updates had not been made to the Bracket Matrix site as of results from yesterday. At least I wasn't thinking they had all across the board, of course. Right now, we have, though, 105 brackets that are being averaged out on the site, bracketmatrix.com, and the Big Ten teams line up as such. I'm going to go through this a little bit more quickly now that we've kind of gotten used to using Bracket Matrix. Purdue's back as a consensus number one seed across all 105 brackets. Indiana's average seeding is a 4.5, Illinois a 5.8, Rutgers a 6.4, Iowa a 7.3, Michigan State a 7.7, Maryland a 8.2, Northwestern an 8.3. And Wisconsin continues to slip. They're down to now just appearing in 33 of 105 brackets. And they do have, of course, that win yesterday that they'll help them maybe a little bit. Nothing really changed since yesterday. Uh, but Penn State, though, does, does get a big win, which we'll talk about here in just a second. That does, at least in the Joe Lenardi bracket that goes a little bit further than the field of 68, put Penn State back in the conversation, as he likes to put it. Not even in the first four out or next four out, but... Penn State's at least starting to claw their way back there after a big win over Illinois. Let's talk about that one. Huge win for Penn State over Illinois. Jalen Pickett with the game of his life, 41 points, takes 20 shots, makes 15 of them, extremely efficient, had enough time to dish out some assists too. Eight of those on the way to a big Penn State win. Illinois did not lead in this game. I said it yesterday when I said I was picking Penn State plus the points in this matchup. The Nittany Lions needed this one needed it to get back into the NCAA tournament picture after falling far out of it. And with an experienced team like that, with a whole bunch of seniors on that roster and a game that they really needed to win in a crucial spot, I was pretty confident Penn State was going to be able to pull it out. They do. And I, of course, had no idea that it would be Jalen Pickett who had, again, just the game of his life in that one for Penn State. 41 points, eight assists for him. Penn State gets a big win. 
In the other matchup from the Big Ten yesterday, Wisconsin gets a win but doesn't make a shot in 10-plus minutes to end the game. Interesting, huh? Uh, this was a ugly, ugly game to loss uh, uh, to watch. A continuation of what we've seen from Big Ten basketball, and in quite a bit of ways, it's doing its best Big Ten football impression and just playing ugly games. Wisconsin does not make a field goal in the last 10-plus minutes. The Badgers missed their last 15 shots from the field. The saving grace was Connor Asesian. He was making free throws down the stretch. And we talked about it yesterday. Free throws playing a factor in this game as well here. In the matchup, free throws weren't that big of a differential. But as far as free throws taken certain times, in that stretch where Wisconsin did not score a single bucket to end the game in the second half of the second half, they went to the line for 14 of their 18 free throws in the game. So again, if you're looking for something to complain about, if you're an Illinois fan, that would be it. The fact that in that last 10-minute stretch, Wisconsin, while it was making no shots, gets bailed out with 14 free throws, of which it makes 12. That's really the only thing, though, that you can harp at if you're a Wisconsin fan. Uh, Badger shot 33%. Illinois shot 42%. If you're an Illini fan, I should have said off the top there. Nothing was good about this game. Nothing was all that good about this game. Uh, Ugly one. Badgers win it, help their tournament chances. And as far as what Wisconsin, or as far as what they have here, or I'm sorry, as far as what Michigan has here, it's not looking good. Wisconsin beats Michigan in that game. I said, uh, I, I said Illinois before. Penn State beats Illinois. Wisconsin beats Michigan. The only other thing I have, can Northwestern beat Indiana here tonight? It's going to be an interesting matchup tonight in the Big Ten. Northwestern hosting Indiana after beating number one Purdue over the weekend. And now on a three-game win streak, can the Wildcats keep the magic going? There's a little bit of a different challenge in this game. Both teams come in hot. Both teams winners of three games in a row. Of course, everyone knows Northwestern got the biggest win of maybe its program's history on Sunday. But this is a little bit different of of an Indiana team. Uh, Northwestern has not done very well defending bigs this season. It did do a decent job against Zach Eady in, of course, the win over Purdue. Eady did his thing, but Northwestern at times was able to at least keep him a little bit frustrated. Can they do that against Indiana? I'm not confident because Indiana's size is a little bit different than what Purdue's size is, a little bit more versatile than what Purdue's size is. Trace Jackson Davis is playing like an All-American right now and has been outstanding in taking advantage of smaller opponents. Northwestern could be in some trouble here if you ask me. They've got all sorts of momentum. They've also got the opportunity for a bit of a letdown game, a bit of a let-the-air-out game after they've been so dominant and had so much energy in that Sunday win over Purdue. It's not like they're taking it for granted, of course, the opportunity to beat Indiana. But as far as just what they'll have left in the tank, I don't know if it's another full 40 minutes to take down what is still, in my opinion, the second best team in the Big Ten. Northwestern had this chance against Purdue on Sunday to prove it was a tournament team. I said it, that I think that win makes them for sure an NCAA tournament squad. What this win would do would string two great wins together in a way where I'm no longer just thinking about, oh, okay, is Northwestern good enough to make the tournament? But I'm thinking, is Northwestern like legitimately one of the best teams in the Big Ten? 
Because if you beat Purdue and then you beat Indiana back-to-back games, I don't care if it's at home or not, that is an impressive win. And by the way, if Northwestern does pick up this win, their Big Ten record would reflect that they are one of the best teams in the Big Ten, which is not something I think anybody had the Wildcats at, say, even a week ago. So that is the opportunity for Northwestern. Can they establish themselves as a true team that you don't want to play? But otherwise, of course, can they stop the Indiana size that has a different but equal skill set to what Purdue's size is as well? That's going to be the big question. I'll tell you right now, my money is on Indiana here. The bet on FanDuel Sportsbook line is Indiana minus two and a half on the road. I am taking the favorite there. Home dog, Northwestern just beat the number one team. Feels like one where it could be an easy Northwestern bet. No, I think Indiana is going to be able to pull this one out and get it by at least three points to cover that spread. We'll get into things to wrap things up now on Locked On Big Ten with some news from around the Big Ten. We'll start off with Players of the Week. It is middle of the week, which means it's time for our Players of the Week speed round edition with all sorts of big Player of the Week names coming out. We'll go through all the different sports really quickly just so everyone who deserves it gets the name shout out. Players of the Week in the Big Ten. Men's Tennis, Ohio State's Justin Bulace. Gymnastics, Michigan's Natalie Wojcik. Women's Golf, Purdue's Ashley Kozlowski. Men's golf, Illinois' Tommy Cool and Ohio State's Maxwell Moldovin share co-players of the week, co-golfers of the week. Wrestling, Penn State's Shane Van Ness, and in men's swimming, Michigan's Jack Wilkening. All players of the week for the Big Ten, all congratulations to you. In other news, three Big Ten goalies have been named semifinalist for the Richter Award, given to the best goalie in NCAA hockey. Notre Dame's Ryan Bichelle, people forget Notre Dame is a Big Ten team already. Ohio State's Jacob Dobes, although it could be Jakob, J-A-K-U-B. The Dobes also has a weird accent mark over the S that I haven't seen before. I apologize for not knowing more about your name or your culture, Jakob. And also Minnesota's Justin Close is in the running for goalie of the year. In other news, Big competition tonight. Women's Swimming Big Ten Championships start tonight in Ann Arbor. We'll, of course, keep you updated on the biggest results from those events as they go on. And in other news, big news on the football field. Some coaches changing hands. Ohio State football has canceled its home-and-home with Washington for the 2024 and 2025 season. Not the same story that I had started up setting up in the beginning of the sentence, but also still news. The news I was getting to in coaching stuff, Kevin Sumlin has joined Maryland as a co-offensive coordinator, and Wisconsin assistant Gio Giudulgi has becoming the quarterback coach at Notre Dame. Finally, Maryland football, if you want to see Kevin Sumlin as a new head or co-OC, he, they have lowered their season tickets now to just $99. Uh, we've seen throughout the season how empty Maryland football games have been. $99 is bad, like just pathetically low. I mean, obviously you charge what you can, but it's really, really rough. Should be better. Is there that much more to do in Maryland on a Saturday than go watch Maryland football? I don't know. Anywho, in other news around the Big Ten on the schedule for today, scores from yesterday, we already went over the basketball stuff. Nebraska beats Rutgers 82-72. to Michigan falls to Wisconsin 64-59. to Penn State beats Illinois 93-81. to In the other games we mentioned before, men's tennis top 10 matchups swept by number one Ohio State. They get the win over number 10 Baylor 4-0, to the final score. 
and in women's lacrosse. Nope, check that. Men's lacrosse. We have number six, John Johns Hopkins falling at home for its first loss to number 19, North Carolina. Final score, 11 to 7. In men's basketball tonight, Indiana is at Northwestern. That one's at 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's the only game on the Big Ten schedule today. Michigan State at Purdue is on the women's game, Northwestern at Rutgers, Wisconsin at Iowa, and Nebraska at Wisconsin. I mentioned my pick for the day, Indiana minus two and a half at Northwestern. Indiana's still playing really well. Northwestern's obviously playing really well, too. They are at home, but I think this is a bit of a letdown game for the Wildcats, and I think that Indiana has a little bit too much versatile big man size as they can just get inside and score, I think, pretty easily here against Northwestern in this one. We'll see what happens. Went one and one yesterday, hit on Penn State plus three and a half, missed on Michigan plus one and a half against Wisconsin. Finally, thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from the big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to the victims of the tragic shooting at Michigan State earlier this week. If you want to hear more about it, Matt Sheehan over at Locked On Spartans did a really, really good job on his episode on Tuesday, really just getting into what you can do if you need help, trying to honor the people who we lost and everything that we can, of course, to try and deal with crazy stuff that is always happening seemingly around college campuses when it doesn't have to. Anyway, we'll be back on Locked On Big Ten tomorrow Go listen into that episode of Locked on Spartans. Seriously, that Matt posted on Tuesday. It's a good one for you to listen into if you just want more information and want to be able to take a moment for trying to figure out what happened in in Michigan State. Uh, Go listen to that. Come back to Locked on Big Ten tomorrow. Listen to Locked on College Basketball. Listen to any other Locked on show. Go over to our YouTube, Twitter, and our podcast page, wherever you're listening. Locked on Big Ten, one zero at the end, not T-E-N, and go ahead and give us a subscribe. Always helps us out a lot. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports on Twitter. I'll be back next time with Locked On.